Hello, and welcome to the SpiceCast. I'm your host, Ruben, and joining me this episode are two special guests. Guest number one, would you please introduce yourself? Sure, my name is Steven, and I am a science fiction and fantasy nerd. Guest number two, who are you? Oh, um, I like long walks on the beach, and my name is Natasha. Well, that was slightly out of order, but we're just going to go with it. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a, an unusual episode of the Spice Cast because we are not all physically in the same place. Uh, due to the coronavirus, we were not able to uh, taste spices together. So we're just going to be talking a little bit about uh, the word spice in pop culture, maybe some things that are called spice that aren't spices. Uh, and uh, we hope you will forgive uh, our lack of a, a, a spice theme this week or this I think episode. the most sad I'll be about this is that I don't get any of that amazing folly of just like shaking spice inside of a can. That's my favorite part. Ooh, yeah, that is very good audio. Um, but I, I mean, I can go get some spices and just shake them in front of the microphone if you want some ASMR. Honestly, yeah, that could be a great outro or something because that's my favorite part of this definitely <laughs> uh yeah the other thing that's sad is that i didn't get to cook anything for this episode um which i do really like doing and i hope my guests like tasting also yes so your most famous recipe is your bechamel uh, if i remember correctly with various different spices in it so what spice would you not put in a bechamel who well a lot of spices i wouldn't put in a bechamel um, I would not put uh, garam masala in the bechamel, probably. Though, I mean, it, I'm sure it would taste good. I just, uh, I wouldn't really think to do that. So here's what I would put. I'd put white pepper, salt, nutmeg, and then some herbs. So like oregano and basil and parsley, um, if I wanted a little bit of green. So I don't know. I guess I, I wouldn't really put much else other than that. I wouldn't put cinnamon, probably. Wouldn't put fenugreek. Yeah. Does that seem reasonable? Seems reasonable. Um, yeah, well, for our next segment, uh, let's talk about the spice. Which one? The spice? The spice. The oh, spice melange, you mean? Uh, yeah, commonly referred to as the spice. Well, the spices, you know, must flow. <laughs> Would you give us a quick introduction of what the spice is, Stephen? Sure. Uh, so the spice comes from a series of novels written by Frank Herbert called the Dune series. And in the Dune series, there is a drug known as the spice. Um, and it is commonly referred to as the spice or the spice melange. Um, and the spice itself um, is primarily used as a psychoactive drug uh, for a different alien species, which allows them to travel faster than light, uh, basically punching holes in the space-time continuum merely by ingesting the spice. But for humans, they use it sometimes in their foods and their flavors, uh, but primarily it's used to give them superpowers. Um, so uh, the witches in the series use it in order to uh, grant them visions of the future and do other sorts of things with it. So here's my question about, 
Well, because what everybody knows about Dune is those big worms, right? Yeah. The sandworms. What do they have to do with the spice? So they actually make the spice. Um, so I believe it is their uh, fecal matter, um, although I could be wrong on that. But I do believe it is their fecal matter that eventually – so the spice um, – uh, lives on a desert planet called Dune or Arrakis. Um, and here there are some massive giant uh, space worms that run around in the sand as if it was water. Um, and when they leave, um, when whenever they pass close by to the surface in their wake, they leave um, the spice melange sitting on the top. Um, and then uh, people come in and collect it afterwards. It's a very dangerous profession uh, because the worms uh, are more likely to eat you than not. Do you think um, maybe they got that story from some of the stories about cinnamon birds that were were common in Europe in the Middle Ages? Because um, I feel like that was the same idea where it was like a very dangerous task to go and get the cinnamon sticks from the cinnamon bird's nest. Um, and so you could command a high price because you were like risking your life every time you went and picked up the cinnamon sticks. I think so. Yeah, I feel like that could have been derived from there, possibly. It's definitely an inspiration. I know uh, Frank Herbert uh, is a great author, um, and he took a lot of inspiration from a lot of different places. Something it also reminded me of was, that in terms of, like, um, pooping out spices, uh, it sounds tasty. Mm -hmm. uh, it reminded me of that coffee that is digested by cats like wild cats in the jungle and then uh defecated and then it's like one of the more expensive coffees in the world mm -hmm. do you know you know about that what is that called uh i believe the cats are civets um and uh yeah i've heard that it's a very expensive type of coffee um uh they also do um uh coffee beans that have been eaten and pooped out by elephants uh, is another version of the same type of thing. Now, what is it about pooping out coffee beans that makes them better than they started with? So I believe what happens is that the they eat the fruit, and as they eat the fruit, the seeds come along with it. And then as the seeds pass through the digestive tract, they become slightly fermented. Um, so I know that for at least um, cocoa beans, they have to ferment in the fruits in order to give it their flavor. I believe the same process is for the coffee beans. They need to ferment in the fruit uh, before they're removed and dried out um, at the end. Uh, so that's kind of what gives it its flavor. Um, and I think in this particular process, as it passes through the digestive tract, um, the gut flora uh, helps ferment um, the, the coffee beans. Oh, okay. Because I always thought it was just like whatever like poop rem remnants stuck to the beans, and that was what everyone was excited about. But it makes a lot more sense that it's all about that fermentation because I can get on that train. Yeah. <laughs> Choo-choo fermentation train coming through. <laughs> so is coffee a spice? Um, Isn't it a, a bean? It is a bean. It's a it's a pit of a fruit, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's got a flavor. It's used to flavor. It's used to flavor um, foods and drinks. So yeah, I, I don't think it's a a very good spice, honestly, because all it can do is just make anything taste like coffee. 
which I don't think that's isn't the that the of point a... of a spice? No, well, yeah, no, but I mean, isn't that like what cinnamon does? And to like mix well with whatever flavors were there already. Well, I mean, it's good with chocolate. Uh, I mean, I'm not a fan of chocolate, so maybe I'm not the person to ask about that. Yeah, know, that's true. I know that if you want to make your uh, like German chocolate cakes really pop, you add um, the uh, instant coffee mix to or them. espresso powder. Yeah, yeah. And I've it made just cookies tastes like that before. extra chocolate. Yeah, yeah, it's like very deep chocolate flavor. Oh, without okay. without kind of the nasty bitterness that you get from like the really high percentage cacao dark chocolates. Yeah. So uh, yes, chocolate is a spice confirmed by the internet. Oh boy. <laughs> Take that, people who don't like spices but like coffee. Um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you showed them. Yeah, we sure showed them. Uh, Natasha, do you like coffee? You just don't like chocolate? I have come around to coffee. Now that I have been working like a full-time job, I started drinking that free coffee at work. And yeah, mm, I think I, I like it. Free coffee life. Yeah, yeah, you gotta like that free coffee. And I think it's more the ritual that I enjoy because it doesn't really taste good unless you're drinking like one of those like sugar drinks from Starbucks. Mm-hmm. at which point you might as well be drinking like a milkshake yeah exactly they're delicious but pretty far from coffee yeah well i mean it is a milkshake flavored with coffee well they don't shake it no they stir it though they sure crush it up a bunch do they do they do they shake milkshakes i'm lactose intolerant so i don't actually know what goes into a milkshake <laughs> do they just do they shimmy and shake milkshakes when you they, make them they put a little aerator thing in it and it frosts it Oh, okay. So I guess they do that with some coffees as well. Yeah. Oh, that's a fancy milkshake if you've got like a single like frother going into like the cup. Usually, so I, I'm, oh, go ahead. Yeah, you just pour it out like a frosty or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I was thinking like you put it in a blender. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, so you're getting air into it some way. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Anyway, I think that's the shake part of the milkshake. Hmm. Uh, but here's a question for you is I, I know we've we've been over is a taco a sandwich and all of, all of those kinds of things but is a is a cappuccino a milkshake now which one's a cappuccino that's the one with the froth froth milk right frothed milk i believe it's one third espresso one third hot milk one third uh milk foam I think that's the cappuccino recipe. So does that count as a milkshake? Yeah, I mean, it's enough that I can't drink it, so. <laughs> Hot milkshake. Well, but yeah, like, is that the definition of a milkshake, though? Is that it has to be cold, like ice cream based? Or can it just be cream based in any time? I mean, I think we're going to just be trendsetters and say that it's a milkshake. <laughs> I don't know if I could get behind that one. It doesn't, it seems so far away. All right, so let's bring this back to spices a little bit. I heard Natasha say that she had some fun facts that she wanted to read that she could not confirm that they were true, um, but I'd love you to read some of those. Yeah, so I was researching fun facts about all of the spices that we've covered, and for cinnamon, it came out that one of the old emperors of Rome Nero burned like an entire 
year's supply of cinnamon at his funeral of his wife um, after he killed her as like in like atonement basically but wow yeah it's really weird but why did he burn the cinnamon um so i think like he burnt so much of it to like prove how like much money he had you know a sign of status but in ancient rome it was considered normal for funeral pyres to have cinnamon in the pyre to cover up the scent of burning flesh hmm interesting nero was the one who burnt rome also right and played the fiddle that was nero oh was he or am i making that, that would be a really interesting fun fact then he's just burning everything <laughs> or maybe rome rome was burnt under his watch uh, i don't know all i really know about roman emperors is like julie and augustus because those are our months now yeah. The the story is like, yeah, he, he was just like standing there playing the fiddle as Rome was burning. Well, isn't the devil a notorious fiddle player? Is it somehow... Yeah, he did um, go down to Georgia. Yeah, it, it might have been like related to that. Unless that whole <laughs> propaganda of like the devil playing the fiddle is like very new. Well, the devil playing the fiddle could have been based off of Nero. Nero. Yeah. Uh do they even have fiddles in the roman times yeah that's what i'm thinking but instruments had to be invented at some point so you mean did they have an instrument with a bow yeah a stringed instrument like a bowed instrument Hmm. i don't know something that's not a spice that the romans used was lead to flavor their wine to make it sweeter because lead actually tastes sweet Mm. i mean i I guess we don't really get to taste that much anymore no I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I go around licking old wallpaper all the time. I get my fill. <laughs> well, that's why children would eat it, because the, the paint would flake, and then they would taste it, and it tasted sweet. And so that's why children would eat the paint flakes. Um, so Honestly, I probably have licked a wall as a child. I wouldn't put it past you, Natasha. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Weird that, like, lead would have a sweet taste because sugar is like a a full like chemical structure that we enjoy so are we is like lead just really similar in that i believe it's a heavy enough metal that it probably hits the same receptors in the same way Uh, but i don't know the exact biology of it well we've veered pretty far from spices um but let's bring it back on track do you have any more fun facts Natasha? Um, yeah, we can circle back still using cinnamon. Um, yeah. Cinnamon bun is actually a Swedish invention that wasn't invented until the 1920s. And I find that to be really late. Were there other cinnamon pastries before that? They just weren't like rolled up in a snail shape? You know, honestly, I'm not sure. This is like two seconds of fun fact research but yeah it it came to the u.s in like the 1950s and then that's when it became popular yeah so i yeah i didn't know that i did know though that it's called snail a snail in some cultures um like in in denmark i think it is it's called a cinnamon snail 
And then uh, there's a very similar pastry in Hungary that's called chocolate snail. I can't imagine naming it after such a gross, slimy animal is, like, desirable. I mean, it's just the shape. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that way. It definitely looks like a snail shell with, like, that spiral going on. Yeah. I mean, I guess they could have just named it a cinnamon spiral. That would have been good enough, but... Snail is more evocative. Yeah, but, (laughs) like, evocative in the wrong direction. (laughs) Yeah. Well, their word for spiral might also be the same word for snail. It's possible. Um, Because I know, like, for English, English, like, we use a lot of words that mean very basic things in other languages but we've turned them into fancy words in english um trying to think of one off the top of my head oh yeah like um, ice cream a la mode right just means like ice cream on top or like with ice cream or something like that yeah but it sounds much fancier when you use a different language definitely what else you got or run and dry. Um, have we ever talked about spices inside of alcohol, like cinnamon whiskey? We did briefly mention cinnamon whiskey, but if you have more to to add on that topic, feel free. Um, Pepsi apparently came out and tried to make a fireball whiskey creation, and it really, really tanked. It was considered unexpected and not in a good way, was the quote I found online. That is the first and only time that Pepsi has released a failed product, I think. Really? Like every single one? No, 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 they've released a lot. Uh, What is it, Crystal Pepsi? Crystal Pepsi, yeah. All the clear ones. Although every flavor of Mountain Dew they've released is usually a hit. Yeah, code red and code orange and there's a black one too. Yeah, that was the Taco Bell exclusive and the Baja Blast. Baja Blast, yeah. Do those the blue one? actually blue taste one. different, or is it just food coloring? I have heard they taste slightly different. I had a roommate in college that was a big Mountain Dew drinker. Um, I won't out out them, but uh, they drank a lot of Mountain Dew and they said the red was their favorite because it had like a little bit of cherry flavor. Yeah. Yeah. I drink a ton of Mountain Dew, but I'm a, I'm a purist. I don't go for any of the other flavors. Do you guys remember the airhead mystery flavor? I do. I do. I am still confused as to what flavor that was supposed to be. And my mind is just like, it can't handle not having a color associated with whatever <laughs> flavor is like artificially being put into that candy. And so like... I I heard a rumor about that flavor. Oh, do tell. Um, I don't know. I cannot confirm at all, like not even internet research level. Uh, but I have heard that that was all of the scraps that were left over from all the other flavors before they colored them. But I don't know why they would have scraps of Airheads because it's just like a formed candy formed taffy thing Mm. um but i guess maybe they just like flavored them all and then took a little bit out and mixed it all together and made the mystery flavor that's what i've heard i could see it being like 
if you have like your giant bat of like airhead taffy and then you add in the like flavor profile which is probably just like a syrup of some kind if like one of those tubes was like blocked I could see them just like shoving out like the rest of it into like whatever mystery flavor that is and then they just like clean out (laughs) all the tubes and they just are like all right well like this one still has like you know one percent left we'll just dump the rest in and get a new bucket yeah I don't know if it was that unplanned but I don't know yeah we will probably never know if anybody from the airheads corporation which i'm sure is what they're called i'm sure they're not owned by anybody it's just the airheads corporation if anybody from the airheads corporation would like to come on the spice cast and confirm what the mystery flavor was or write to us uh feel free to do so at uh podcast at the spicecast.com uh you can also tweet at us uh at the spicecast or reach us on facebook at the spicecast podcast so here's another fun fact Spice Girls, not technically spices. Well, ginger was a spice. Ginger is a spice, but I don't think posh is a spice. Well, posh could be like the gold leaf that you sprinkle on top. Uh, it's not plant-based. Yeah. Uh, posh could be the saffron that you put into your spice. What about sporty? <sighs> if sporty spice was going to be a spice, which spice would she be, Natasha? Oh goodness. I'm not too familiar with the spice the spice girls. So yeah, I know. Shocking for a nineties baby, right? But what would just a, a sporty spice? Like a, a spice that like takes a jog every morning. I don't know. It's gotta be something robust, something flavor forward. Yeah, definitely like something strong, I guess. We could go with that, like a strong flavor profile that could be like overwhelming in medium quantities so like cayenne or something yeah like a spicy thing like that yeah let's go with cayenne okay so the last one would be baby spice wait there's five though that was only and then scary spice oh there's scary spice right um so what's what's scary spice? If if it ha- if scary spice had to be a spice, which spice would she be? Like ghost pepper. Yeah, that's definitely scary. That's pretty scary. Okay, then we need to find a different one for sporty, right? Yeah, I guess so. Can't have two spices. Well, I mean, nutmeg is pretty strong, as uh, we learned on episode four. Yeah, but I don't know if it would get up and like jog every morning. That just that just doesn't seem like nutmeg's thing. True, it would, it would just like punch you in the face and go lie down on the couch. Yeah, <laughs> like a cat that wants its breakfast at four a.m. Yeah, it would, it has to be something that like lingers, maybe. Like garlic, then. Garlic. That's a sporty spice. I mean, some people say that bad bo smells like garlic, so. Yeah. Yeah, well, you and garlic like is sweat that out. Yeah. And garlic is supposed to lower your blood pressure, so it's got some health benefits there. Yeah. It sounds right. like a workout to me. Okay, so ginger is ginger, posh is saffron, uh scary is ghost pepper, uh sporty is garlic. What is baby spice? Is it mean to say like an expired spice? 
because like the only thing I can think is just that it's lost its flavor and become really mild. <laughs> so like like coarse ground black pepper that you buy at Safeway and then leave in your cabinet open for two years until it turns gray. Yeah. I feel like I'm being called out here. <laughs> this is <laughs> not a, this cabinet. is not a personal attack. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking something that basic, something that beginners like like baby steps into spices into cooking, and black pepper is definitely one of the one of the foundations of Western cooking. So I think it's definitely like a baby step into cooking. Yeah, I would say it's like old black pepper is even more mild and dusty than normal black pepper. So uh, you can just basically put as much as you want in anything, and it won't lend to that much flavor. All right. Well, this has been. Uh, the Spice Cast assigning spices to the Spice Girls. So we, we hope you've enjoyed this segment. Um, Virgin Records, please don't sue us. <laughs> any other final thoughts before we wrap up this rather disjointed and jumbled episode? So something that you say during the opening intro is that we talk about spices and the spicy things in our everyday lives, but we never talk about the spicy things in our everyday lives. Yeah, it was a really good tagline, wasn't it? It was a good tagline, but we never get around to it. Well, what's spicy going on in your life? So I had my first, first date in 20 years on wow. Tuesday. Wow. Oh, yay. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Was it spicy? It was definitely spicy. If you had to assign a spice to it, what would it be? Uh, it would definitely be black pepper because it was definitely baby steps back into the dating world for me. All right. You and uh, baby spice. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about it? or? Just, no, it was just... Just it, wanted to drop the I just spicy wanted, moment. Yeah, I just wanted to drop that spicy drop. moment. Yeah, yeah. I have my first date, mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on in your spicy life, Natasha? Oh, man. Not much has been going on in my spicy life. Been shut in for like three days, so I'd have to use like an old story. Well, I like to think that variety is the spice of life. And for the last few days, my life has had very little variety. Yeah. Uh, it's mostly just sitting at home and working and not going outside much. So, uh, with that note. Womp, womp, womp. Oh, did we want to shake a spice right at the end? Please do. Oh, here, let me go get one. Uh, Natasha and Steven, thank you both for being on the Spice Cast episode six. I know it was a little bit jumbled, but uh, we really appreciate having you on. And we hope to have you on uh, next time when you can actually taste things. So th thank you both. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having us. And uh, with that, we're gonna. I'm gonna play you the song of my people, uh, which is uh, white pepper and green pepper. Ooh, that one's pretty good. This one sounds like Christmas bells a little bit. Oh yeah, play us jingle bells. That was enough of that. <laughs> Dude, I was jamming. I like that. <laughs> All right. So that's going to be it. Um, sorry about this uh, weird episode, but we hope you'll stick with the Spice cast. And uh, 
we hope we'll be coronavirus free uh, by next month so we can we can post a, uh, a, a standard episode. But until then, uh, thank you all for listening and see you next time. Bye. Bye. Spice Coast.